0: Hey guys, this is Anastasia Green, and today's episode is made in the partnership with Coalition Group, helping startups to connect to the corporate venture world. Hi, everybody. Uh, today we have uh, Milos from Adi- Adidas Corporate Ventures, and I'm so happy to uh, make this interview with you because Adidas is literally on the front line of the investment and uh, i know you guys are launching shoes in space and using recyclable materials and i personally fell in love with adidas uh, from the sneakers that were made out of recyclable plastic so welcome milosh um, happy thank to you. have you here thank you um, milosh adidas is A huge company and there are several departments as far as I was able to learn that is um, doing innovation could you please help us understand how can the startup approach um, adidas ventures because uh, there are several entities adidas ventures the future labs I also um, read something about uh, hydra hydra uh, ventures what's the best way to approach this ecosystem
1: it depends on really this, the startup's model or the service that they're creating. Um, so it really, you know, the, the, this, the number of businesses under Adidas group is really large. So it ranges from manufacturing and there's innovation team in manufacturing all the way to really you know, the digital experience. And then there's a team within digital innovation as well. So it really, depends on what a startup does. And so each entity has its own priorities and the ventures team is, you know, a bit horizontal. So really we're looking for ways that can help scale and exponentially grow certain priorities for the brand. So today, the really the boils down in two different kind of, you know, buckets. One is around materials innovation, what you mentioned around really that driven by the success of, Using recycled plastics for product creation, and it's really all because of you know the the brand's strategic priority and belief that sustainability is something that's very important um, for the world. And so we're looking for you know materials that you know really don't use natural resources um, or have a very minimal content of it, and because we want to make sure that you know we want to maximize sustainability impact and therefore venture as a as a as a tool really helps scale that scale the the volumes scale the the operation of, of an entity that's the idea the second unrelated focus is really around uh, engaging consumers younger consumers and uh, more broadly the sports ecosystem is, is labeled as fan engagement is a very broad area but attention today is or any any consumer attention is a luxury so finding a good way finding an interesting ways with that you know really mobilizes uh, consumers or creates a good community engaged community around sports um, is is very much needed for all brands for any sports stakeholder and so is for ideas
0: Right, um, yeah, I noticed that there is a separation, as you uh, just mentioned, between the product innovation and the consumer engagement innovation and let's say I am a startup, one of the one of the two uh, let's, ha- let's say I'm doing the innovation for the product that is potentially interesting for Adidas. Where do I go? Where do I send my uh, pitch deck
1: So it all really the, it's simpler than that it's really all about Properties that are being claimed, and all around also that the you know the sample of you know if you're looking at product as in material, then first starts with properties, and then second starts with you know you know uh, with you know likely if it's interesting, a sample that a team gets to test. Um, so, you know Adidas the R and D team is fairly active uh, in terms of. Uh, a lot of conferences, especially nowadays, you know, when it comes to R&D, when it comes to sustainability and R&D. And, you know, and then there's also, you know, startups that are, you know, pretty creative, pretty res- you know, nowadays pretty resourceful. They either reach out to the ventures team or they reach out directly to the, you know, R&D team. And depending if they're claiming that a product is better used for the footwear as a component of the footwear product or, as a, fi- a new fabric, uh, new fiber for the apparel product.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, so the starter basically can directly reach uh, the venture arm on the website, right?
1: Or directly reach uh, the R&D team. I think d mm-hmm. material, it's better that it reaches, that it goes, the connection is established with, Directly with R&D team, R&D team because they have a they're set up to test the properties of material in order to determine whether the material has sufficient properties that mm-hmm. has a that's lined up with the you know, sustainability uh, priority of the brand and that it can actually you can create a and product out of it in a desired volumes and so there's many steps that come that even can be after that but the venture team really is engaged is not really part of discussions at the beginning uh it's really engaged once the sort of mapping and the cost analysis is being done and feasibility and, you know the, the early stage kind of feasibility study has been done
0: mm-hmm. i got it um and what about the let's say digital solutions let's say i'm a startup that just built the gen z the most engaging app. Um, that is perfectly aligned with the vision of adidas where do i go
1: if if the if it's the app is the most engaging app then adidas will definitely know about it already okay (laughs) um so but if it's an app and you know gen z you know and then you know doing something about gen z there's many things so if it's you know related to you know sports and related to fashion uh, it usually comes to, it's equally approaches to the ventures team or to, if it's fashion, there are teams that are, you know, focused on fashion alone that like to do a pilot to see really, is this app going to engage Adidas consumers or in a specific, you know, in a demographic as strong as the app claims that it, you know, that, that is possible to engage. It. And then that's usually... How it's you know being done, or if it's on the sports side, then it's an adventurous team who then, you know, really um, helps create a potential pilot and really has to then you know create a better outcome for a, a specific fan group within a specific sport uh, that Adidas is involved in. Mm-hmm.
0: Got it. And what are you looking for in startups?
1: So the number one thing is that. Uh, the' kind of a if it if, are you saying in a material space or in the fan engagement space
0: I would say both they're both equally important If you can elaborate on both a little bit it would be amazing
1: so uh, the preference for the startup in a material space is you know someone is you know really running a technical process from a start so you know and that really goes down to being able to, do, you know, to really go first with properties of a new material and, you know, potential use cases. And so really, you know, through that sale, that pitch, you know, is important to stand out. The, te- the technical background of the team can really nicely stand out um, rather than just, you know, focus on sustainability first. Mm-hmm. because um that you know it's that that is really you know the successful way to go forward when it comes to fan engagement is ability there's a, two things that always could it's a very new area and if you're saying gen z it's you know ability to already start with a metrics that you know that there is a reason that we can determine that there's a rational why certain Gen e, Gen Z population really likes that sort of, you know, particular product, or, you know, likes to engage with it, and so that they're just the, and that because that will then convince or really tells tell us that the team has thought through the product, thought through thought through, you know, you know how to best determine demographics that really product applies to, and they have likely done. Pilot, uh, several pilots about it, and if mm-hmm. the team is a second, third-time entrepreneurs, they are even faster than that. We're doing that, and right. um, and so that that's really ability to create a product and create a fast engagement, and really the shows the speed at doing both.
0: Mm-hmm. Got it. So strong technological background for the product-oriented innovation. And ability to um, have a product, if it's a software, and then show the uh, engagement, fast engagement and growth, right?
1: Yep, correct.
0: Got a tough start, tough, tough world for the startups.
1: <laughs> yeah, but the payout, uh, you know, the payout is, you know, is even better. It's better, you know, the 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 harder is the beginning, the greater the payout at that and after.
0: So because,
1: true. Because. Um, uh, you know, going through those initial stages, you really can unlock a strong revenue potential uh, for a startup. And our job in the, on the venture side is really to really reach that revenue point, not only for the brand but also for the startup. And, right. and it's really kind of creating that sort of you know very known you know like out you know output that startups can expect.
0: Mm-hmm. And I know you have some entrepreneur, entrepreneurial background yourself, entrepreneurial and venture. Uh, I do have entrepreneurial background too. And some startups, I would say most of the startups are almost afraid to collaborate or work or get funding from the corporate, um, from the corporate venture. Um, can you elaborate a little bit on what can they be afraid of? And what of that is actually can be reasonable.
1: So I can't come every corporate as a different model. I can not comment for um, all of them, you know, some, you know, you know, in a space like pharma, biotech, even material science, you know, there is a lot of um, IP that, you know, startup can't scale without a bigger partner. So maybe that contributes to kind of this, you know, or even certain cases, even to, you know, now the, the you know growth of AI being applied and replacing a lot of processes, and there's a lot of crazy ways that startups are, you know, doing, so they're, you know, not willing to really be working with, it's good enough on its own rather than, you know, working with a corporate, so I can understand why they can, they're, you know, resistant to it. In the case of consumer goods, I would I. I haven't seen that case yet. In most consumer goods, uh, having that um, sort of a touch point with a you know no, you know more than a vendor touch point is uh, I, I find it to be beneficial for a startup. In in many ways, it certainly depending on what the relationship is, um, it certainly creates a better opportunity for a startup to raise additional funding, to hire additional teams and to even then use it as a strong case to recruit more customers and it really minimizes the sales cycle down the line. So, in and then, you know, consumer goods is really hard, you know, usually it's a high cash flow industry. So really the speed at which startup can crack into that cash flow and be a part of it even in the tiny, tiny scale is, you know, really advantage today.
0: Right, so the startup getting a chance to bring the product faster to the consumer, right, with the help of such a big partner as I did this?
1: In theory, yes, you know, and in many cases where that, that we've done it successfully, in many cases that we've considered and we didn't, decided not to pursue it.
0: Mm-hmm. I see. You mean, after, even after the collaboration with the startup, you decided not to bring um, product to the market, right?
1: I wouldn't say it that way, I decided, decided that, you know, after certain, you know, rounds of pilots and a limited release, you know, you know, deployment with a startup, we decided mm-hmm. that, you know, the decision was made that, you know, that's, you know, for specific reasons, uh, the, the, you know, bigger brands can usually or bigger and consumer goods companies. Uh, they do spend quite a bit of money on a lot of different segments that touch consumers because, you know, they can and because it's important. And sometimes it's a really high requirement for a small startup team to really meet. Um, And so we've, you know, sometimes it's, and if the startup can't bring additional resources, um, you you know, sometimes, and we were not yet, you know, open to, you know, be part of a funding ground, then you know there you know we've definitely seen those challenges. Sometimes it's very really technical that we just can't simply didn't meet our minimum requirement, and sometimes it was something that you know it's simply like the the scaling of it of it you know was you know given that the resources the startup had was limited.
0: mm mm-hmm. I see. Um, you know, as I'm learning more about the corporate venture world, it seems like it is quite a its own animal. It's uh, different from the VC World, and can you describe a little bit the nature of your work? Um, what are the success criteria, and what are the biggest challenges?
1: So, I would say success, success criteria is that you know that both startup and, in our case, the brand can really create a new revenue uh, as a result of that partnership. And I think that's a absolute, like, you know, the win for everybody.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, and so, so long we, you know, we have that in our in mind. You know, that is, you know, really the, the ultimate success. That is also the challenge because you know, just like startup is you know, endures a, in you know, sales cycle that can be a bit extensive. Um, you know, working in a bigger entity internally, we also you know follow you know, we have our own process as well. And sometimes, you know, you know, there's a traditional VCs can write a check faster than we can. Uh, And, you know, not that we can't write it, we can write very, very fast checks. But, you know, we sometimes like to understand really how will that affect, you know, because the band has been around for quite a while, for seven years. And, you know, especially the past, I would say 10 plus, you know, has, you know, had a chance to, you know, create a, a huge portfolio of all kinds of kind of consumer engagements. And some have worked, some haven't. So there's there's a lot of learnings that that came in place. So sometimes we like to really test things to really how it's going to affect our product, our consumer. And so, if we go go forward with that, then we understand. You know, we we know like what we how where, where else we want to deploy that particular solution, and how we want to work with it. And so, and then we wanted to come in and invest. Yeah. So that mm-hmm. is sometimes a challenge to wanting to test that for, you know, right reasons. And sometimes, you know, that takes time to do that. And then, you know, investment comes after. So that really doesn't line up with the speed at which, you know, traditional VCs can write, can really write checks. Right. It's typically the incentives are lined up differently.
0: Mm-hmm. I see. Well, thank you so much for explaining. I think it gives a lot of the insight for the startup to see how much time do they need to be ready to invest in this collaboration with the brand. Yeah. Um, can you also tell a little bit about the industry seeing it from, you know, one of the top leaders of the industry? What are the technologies um, look look like the most promising ones?
1: Uh, are we talking about, again, material science um, or are we talking about more on the fan engagement, you know, like on Gen Z?
0: Honestly, both of it is extremely interesting.
1: So... I think one, I would say, common thread is that, um, you know, if you look at Gen Z and younger population, uh, um, I mean, it talks about, you know, attention span being, you know, smaller, being that that really, you know, turns it into a luxury, something that everybody strives to win, especially on the consumer goods side. And uh, the, the underlying, another trend is that they're questioning, you know, where, you know, how and where you know, really clothes comes from, apparel comes from, you know, that can be footwear, that can be um, fashion, that can be just, you know, an apparel, really anything that, you know, they use really fashion as a way of expression and as a way of expression, expressing their own beliefs and something they really stand for. So in retrospect, that's very positive trends. And so, you know, any, when it comes to technologies, you know, material side that really is driving us to, test more to look for more things that really don't utilize natural resources or really we want to minimize the use of, of natural resources and we be as fast as efficient as we can be. So that is one, you know, really one trend. On a um, more on a, I would say, sports side, you know, we see the rise of the sports, the whole term of, Sports has now expanded to include even gaming as in and its competitive format like eSports mm-hmm. so that has also you know taken a big notice from all the you know traditionally sports entities, and everybody is trying to see really like what they want to do with it and how some are more aggressive than others and so I think you know I think there's definitely now you know what's interesting trend is the way we treat really you know a gamers competitive gamers as even athletes and trying to help them to be better at the profession and extend their career and really you know create more income for themselves and so we kind of treat them now as a really as as fully fully as athletes and provide services that even sponsored athletes get so that is a you know a trend that i think will be definitely growing and um and it's pretty exciting exciting one because it really touches. It's a really global trend.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, do you see any development uh, of digital goods for the sport brands too? Um,
1: quite a bit. I think it's that's uh, another within a fashion and also um, even sports. I think there's definitely a, a, a rising trend um, in some regions more than, than others. Mm-hmm. So, especially around... Uh, fashion and luxury fashion and you know there's all the opportunity for people to own and earn digital version of a good that they either you know can't afford or can't have access to and now they have they you know they can have a digital access to such you know good which you know is interesting because there's you know there's now a bit of ownership and then also for the brands you know they understand now how consumers really interact with such products so there's a lot of learning on both sides a lot of learning on both sides and a lot of like you know really interesting prog- progress on both sides and so i think definitely that being a rising trend and you know it's something that i think will even further connect you know you know gen z you know create a, you know even greater social inclusion oh
0: this around, is fascinating yeah uh, well, I'm looking forward to see it. I just have a couple more questions for you. I wish I could spend a few more hours asking you other questions. Mm-hmm. But I know time is limited. Um, what was the most radical innovation you stumbled upon recently um, in the sportswear industry or maybe some even um, nearby industries that you think will actually work?
1: Uh, I, uh, the most recent that I hope it will work um, is... Um, uh, professional athletes to be able to really like monetize professional and also still quote unquote amateur athletes playing in college level or even younger, being able to monetize themselves as brands even greater than ever before. I think that is because that is a, an interesting. Probably exponential offers really interesting and exponential growth that hasn't happened before. Uh, so, in a case of college athletes, they have, you know, they are being very strong revenue drivers for respective schools and sports programs they represent and play for or base for. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, equally, uh, men, air, and women. And now, for them to have an ability to take part of that new revenue creation or create them, you know, really be able to drive it themselves is a really, and, uh, and, you know, a definitely step in a, in a, in a, in a right future from my, my perspective and on a professional side, you know, athletes being able to so-called tokenize their, their contracts and really allow anybody to, you know, invest in an athlete, in a contract, take part of that and really engage with an athlete in that way. I think it's something that is the, you know, a, I think the choice that athletes should have and be able to, it kind of, you know, creates even, you know, gives them a little bit more, you know, ownership in what they do and can expand, expand their reach beyond just, you know, you know, players themselves. And I think it's also a step in the right direction that I hope will take place.
0: Well, fingers crossed. It sounds like a very um, empowering product. Uh, I'm also hoping it's going to work. Okay, let's wrap it up with um, a little bit of dreaming for the future. Uh, Adidas in 2013 uh, changed its slogan from uh, award-winning, impossible is nothing, to Adidas is all in. That's what company stands for right now and if you would give it um let's say 20 30 year shot what do you think company will stand for
1: i think the you know really like making the world as 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 environmentally cleaner as, you know, or cleaning the environment as, as 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 much as possible uh, removing waste uh, you know minimizing the waste that comes from fashion you know using more recycled content of materials beyond plastic, you know, completely getting off of any virgin or natural resource um, and uh, really, you know, you know, showing consumers really how it's possible and how it's done. And it's really a new way of really running the business, running the company that I hope will also spread across other, you know, beyond just fashion. And I think there's a lot to be said around, you know, the gender equality and the social inclusion as a whole and, you know, across from, you know, really use the sports as a connected thread, you know, beyond, you know, across many cultures over the world and really be able to, you know, really show with that, you know, you know, as an example of equal pay that, you know, female athletes can also be equally paid. Uh, with male athletes and really honor that you know again across the continents across the um, sports
0: wow um thank you so much uh it honestly gives me chills and as a representative of millennium generation millennials generation uh i would say it deeply resonates with us and i'm sure it's gonna resonate even deeper with um, growing generation z and even x <laughs> So I'm sure we're all going to be supporting Adidas as the brand buying uh, its products. And also for the startups who are building innovative products uh, or solutions for the digital sportswear or consumer technologies, please uh, reach out to Adidas and um, let's go all in with Adidas.